0: And once again we caution you, these stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Tuesday Movie of the Week. Presenting an original motion picture produced especially for ABC. Tonight on Tuesday Movie of the Week. Ben Gazzara, Elizabeth Ashley, Michael's been dead for 15 years. Michael! Now he's back to avenge his mother's death. Who is this? presents Tuesday Movie of the Week.
1: podcast. I'm Tom Carnell, and I'm Langley West, and it's just you and me, buddy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, because it, we're 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 talking about a really specialized topic this time. Um, yeah. TV movies of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, because we
2: uh, we we are of a certain age where that was for <laughs> <where> that. <laughs> I.e. old. <laughs> That was largely where we saw movies. Huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, unless you were lucky and you had a parent that was taking you to the theater a couple times a week, you saw TV
1: movies of the week. But I'm going to break format for a second because we uh, just watched a bunch of trailers. And as a a sort of a preamble, it's fresh in our minds. And so instead of waiting until the end of the show, we're going to do trailers really quick, and then we're going to get to... TV movies a week because I got some stuff. Because
2: to to be honest, by the time we get to the trailers at the end of the show, I'm often like, I don't care. I don't. <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: that. Tra- uh, no, I don't care. So uh, we'll we'll go backwards from what we just yeah. watched. Okay. So okay. the first thing we just watched was the new trailer for the Justice League. Right. Um, I can tell you didn't like it. That's a it's a comic book movie. I you know I, what I get
2: frustrated at is like oh. Uh, all the fucking CG. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sick of yeah. seeing people twisting through the air in slow motion with colors racing past them and it just feels like it's kind of like it's kinda of like talking to somebody who's on acid
1: <laughs> and they're like
0: and
2: this <laughs> is and it's just like shut up.
1: Yeah, it's essentially a gathering the team thing. Right. Uh without the preamble of like the Marvel had with all of the
2: and I and 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 granted, I'm the last person to be talking about this because I don't like comic book movies. But it seems to me like Marvel has benefited from having the the introduction story, the the mm-hmm. origin story of the different characters. And you know, I mean, that was like I remember that was like the big thing, right? It's like we're going to have this guy's movie and this guy's movie and this guy's right. movie, and we're all setting it up, and then we bring them together as the Avengers or whoever. And,
1: uh, and I think this one assumes. You know everybody.
2: I think so, and I also think that I think DC's playing catch up, and yeah. so. Yeah.
1: But I also feel like a lot of times, like so often, the solo films tend to be uh, origin stories. Sure, they're uh, all basically the same story. Right, but these seem to be like you know what we can fit an origin into a real quick flashback. True, and it and it and it'll be enough where the residual memory of it being in the public sort of consciousness is going to uh-huh. carry us through.
2: I will say this, I I like the origin story movies better than I do the other things. Yeah. Um because I like well, I like the I like Captain America I like okay. that movie, mm-hmm. but for the for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, it's not a, it's it's not as kicky punchy as a lot of these yeah, other Yeah,
2: I like it because it happens during World War Two. Yeah, yeah, that, you right. know, and that's not a reason to well, say this is why you should watch this movie.
1: The hard thing is is with with, and this is probably way deeper than we need to go on a on a Justice League movie. But the problem with heroes that can do anything, is that they can do anything. Right, and and these little flaws that they sort of give steroids to that that make it you know like batman's um uh inherent loneliness and inherent um you know isolation yeah yeah he's the batman right you know what i mean it's like it's like it, it's drama whether it doesn't mean to be drama right in a scenario where their drama is inherent there is in space invaders there's in this case it looks like parademons which is a big deal i guess in comic books we you ask people like kevin smith but um uh Mostly, it's an excuse for really dodgy martial arts, or mm-hmm. sped up martial arts, or CG sure. enhanced martial arts yeah, and yeah. fighting. And so, I I'm a big Batman fan, but again, I, I I I it didn't do much for me. Well, and it's taken a lot of shit online. too. Getting
2: back to the aesthetic, like that that I that I don't like, and it's the same thing that other movies like the um, World War Z comes mm-hmm. to mind. Where I'm not saying don't show me that cool shit, mm-hmm. but show me that cool shit once, yeah. maybe twice. During it's like the movie.
1: cumin. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to dump, give me cumin in no. every bite. You want to just give me a little piece of it that I that I or a little slice of it or a taste. Because of it. once, I mean, when
2: everything's special, nothing's special. Exactly. So when exactly so so that trailer that we just watched does nothing for me now because i've seen so much of it Mm -hmm. whereas if you had showed that to me you know 15 years ago i would have been like oh my
1: god yeah yeah. and if you would have shown that to me around the time that the first avengers came out i would have still
2: been impressed and the problem is is that there comes a point where now what Mm -hmm. you know and i think what'll happen is the pendulum swings and you get movies like moonlight winning uh Best Picture, which is a tiny movie, which is made for a million dollars. We're going to start to see these well, smaller, character-driven movies that, without all the flash and sizzle, at least doing well critically. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at
1: Logan. Right, Logan exactly. is the future of comic book yeah. movies. Logan and Deadpool are the future of comic book movies. Um, anyway, we can go on about that forever, but essentially, uh, I'm, I'm whelmed. I'm not yeah. under or overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm Well,
2: <laughs> I, I'll say it looks to me like people who like comic book movies will probably oh, like It's this a wet movie. dream. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Parts of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Haven't I seen all this before? It looks I, cool. Yeah. You know, know, in that I, same sort of way. I've,
2: I've never been... At, you know, the Pirates movies are funny because they, it's the type of thing I should be all over.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I have never been able to. I've never I think been they able hinge
1: on anymore. whether you think... Johnny Depp is cool or or hot,
2: one yeah, of the two. Yeah. If you
1: don't, then it's then for me it's just pixels and it's it's all gameplay and 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 yeah, you can see things with this CGI sort of action that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to see in real. I like but, I, but I, I like
2: the shot of the ships on the ocean. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I love that they're they're able to pull in big talent. Yeah. Like, in this case, what what was that? Javier, Javier Bardem. Javier yeah. Um But it, it all starts to be... The same. Pirate drag. Yeah yeah, 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 I don't know that we need... What is it now? Six or seven of these things? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, then we watched a, a Korean movie called Battle of Memories. That looks
2: interesting. It's hard... You know, it's hard to say with those types of movies when you're looking at trailers yeah. because...
1: You, it's a lot of music and quick cuts.
2: Yeah, and you don't know exactly what's going on. But yeah. it's intriguing, and yeah. I want to see it. Um, yeah. It looks like it could be, you know, I don't know, in the same... Uh, kind of mess with you the same way that Memento or yeah. that I type of thought. stuff. I yeah. thought that,
1: maybe even a little What Dreams May Come in a
2: in right. odd way. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Looks cool. So if you like thought-provoking or mind-bending, maybe that movie's for you. Yeah.
1: The, the downside is, is knowing that it's Korean... It's gonna probably be two and a half hours long and have a lot of slow parts, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, But yeah, Uh, then there was a picture called *Rupture* that we saw with the new Numi Rapace sort of action films. Looks like Dominic Monaghan is in there at one point. Yeah. Um, The trailer starts out like a woman in peril movie, which immediately lost me, Mm -hmm. and then it turns into a. Like a Jacob's ladder kind of. Yeah, there's some feel.
2: some weird stuff going on. Genetic
1: splicing. Michael Chiklis is in it. Yeah. With the weird mustache. And yeah, the... yeah, it took me a second to yeah, figure out yeah, who yeah. Is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and and
2: and I, as I was saying while we were watching it, I'll dig it as long as she gets to kick somebody's ass.
1: Yeah, it sounds like there's a there's a quick shot of her with stabbing a nurse with a hypodermic So you hope that there's some of that. But it just seems like at some point the problem with this like. It all started with From Dust Till Dawn, where it starts to hand you meat, and then it gives you, it switches up for something else, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, immediately you, you know, abducting women and holding them in basements, you really got to save that in the last act for me, otherwise I'm going to hate your film, because it's an easy, it's an easy drama slash story, you know what I mean? It's like, ooh, I captured you, and you you got to get out of here before I do icky things to you. Right. So, okay. Um and then uh Cynthia Nixon, Nixon from Sex and the City is in a yeah. movie called A Quiet Passion which looks like uh she plays Emily Dickinson.
2: Yeah. And um I it uh, from uh, judging from what I can tell from the trailer is it's focusing on her relationship with it was her uh neighbor um and uh, you know people will will kind of banter back and forth was was Emily a lesbian or not or even though we have definite um letter love letters from her to mm-hmm. this other lady you know and so it, it looks very interesting if you're into if you're into literature at all you're going to dig it if you're into that time period i think you're going to get yeah, it's kind
1: deep. of a corseted corseted you know uh social drama thing yeah
2: it's a and and it's a it's a I, I, I like biopics like this where mm-hmm. it's like, we're not getting this person's whole life. We're kind of focusing on a certain aspect right, right, of,
1: right, of right. that life. And knowing, if you've ever read Emily Dickinson, you know how dark all that stuff is. Yeah. So that's what really interests me. It's kind of, and it kind of felt like in a weird way, the hours. Remember that? Yeah. Movie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. kind of felt the same thing. Um, and then finally, <laughs> it kind uh, of looked the same. Yeah. 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 That's why maybe, yeah. Uh, something called three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Dude, I this is a movie I'm excited it for. It looks so good. It looks so Frances good. Francis McDormand is a tough-talking mother of a woman who had been murdered, and she feels the cops aren't doing anything. Right. And
2: I, I don't know if it's a true story or not. It feels like it is. I yeah. Think I do hope some it research. is
1: <laughs> because it's a great story. And
2: yeah, and and, and she she has the foulest mouth. Because uh, uh, the red band trailer that I saw is just it's, yeah, it's, and it feels you know what it feels and this isn't just because it's got Francis McDormand in it, but it feels like the Coen Brothers. It's it, not yeah. it's not a Coen Brothers movie, but it feels like the Coen Brothers firing on all cylinders. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks it, great. It, it's uh uh she just plays this, uh Woody, Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah, um and uh he's kind of doing what he's been doing a lot the last few years supporting yeah. actor roles that are solid that you know move everything along but uh, I'm excited it, and it's the one out of all of these I didn't think I was going to be excited about yeah, it's, it's the one that I'm really it's,
2: excited it's about. cool I'm looking forward to it
1: okay ABC movies of the week I'm, I'm kind of going to my my direction is targeting there because they were the ones that that did it sure first
2: um and i don't know if if the ones that i'm thinking of off the top of my head well i got were, a couple
1: were, of st- where abc yeah. movies or yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. but
2: because there 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 were a few and then there was there was and this is different but there was the um before we get into those there were the, there was this this cool phenomenon where you had it was a movie but it was a movie with recurring characters so like Columbo. Oh yeah, before, those
1: were those like NBC mysteries of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Columbo, MacMillan and Wives. Yes. Um, what was the one with Richard Boone? Was had one. Dennis Weaver was Dennis Weaver the was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's something different. Yeah, it, it yeah. yeah it
2: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it I, it always I don't know it always intrigued me that like oh they're guy they're people that I see on TV every week but here's this two hour you know, I don't know, special well, it was episode. A, it so. was a
1: way for them to, those were the kind of things that, it was a way for them to do, to have a series without having a series, because they only made like three or four of them a year. Right. Um, it was a way to lure higher level actor because you weren't going to get Chuck, a uh, rock Hudson in a TV series, but you right. might get him in a TV movie that with a recurring character that he happens to like, right, da, da, right. Da, 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 da. same thing with Peter Falk and Columbo and all that other stuff. And,
2: and, and in all honesty, that's more similar to what some thing, what some people are doing now. Yeah. So like, mini, say,
1: not, yeah, not miniseries. It's not really miniseries. series, but, yeah, no, but, I, I, I
2: get, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, let's look at, um, I think you see it more from Britain. Uh, look at Sherlock. Sure, Sherlock has a series, but each episode is a fricking two. Uh, yeah, they they two, uh, do a it movie. with the
1: um uh, the the guy with the funny little mustache. I forget his. Fuck, I forget Perot. his name. Perot. Perot. Yeah. And um, they do it with uh, Miss Marple, and they do right. a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I I agree. I think it it the thing about what I'm talking about more is the once a week they would block out a two hour chunk of time because here's ninety minutes of movie with with commercials and and it was a way to again lure higher level actors yeah. or older actors who had sort of passed their prime that could have a second life in TV. The other thing was um it was also a uh, a way to test series. Uh I have a movie called A Matter of Humanities from 1969. It was the pilot for Marcus Welby M.D. Oh, cool. Um and that happened several times throughout here in I'm looking randomly. Oh, and Marshall Counselor Law from 1971, mm-hmm. um, the Young Lawyers.
2: Um, It'd be interesting to know if, when those were made as a movie of the week, if they were intended to be pilots, or did the popularity of that movie create I, the yeah. series? I
1: think six of these, half dozen of the other. To be yeah. honest, there were some that were probably a, a shock. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, The Night Stalker. Right. Oh my, my God. God. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. Uh, so, what was the first? It was the it was Night the Stalker, first movie the, was Night the Night Strangler. Strangler
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And there were yeah, there were two movies. Yeah, and then they and went then to series. Became, yeah, yeah, but some of these are more like you know Alias Smith and Jones, right? Right. Which was right. sort of a rip off of <laughs> Which Cats the City and the Sundance and, the Sun kid, and right. my dogs are barking in the background. Um, there was uh, a couple of others that sort of. Uh, I launched, launch, but it was also a way. Like the one that really blew me away was in 1975. Anthony Franciosa, with the popularity of the Matt Helm movies, the right. Dean Martin Matt Helm movies, they brought Matt Helm to TV for and it was a season or something like that.
2: I did not. didn't I don't. Did, yeah. I, do I didn't I'm a huge Matt
1: Fel- Helm fan. Yeah. Um, but it also these things they gave they gave a couple of things. They gave an opportunity for filmmakers in the in the network. To comment on a lot of social things that sure. were, were changing. Um, there was a uh, there was a film about a guy a black guy who joined some organization and, and they have a big problem. The big firefighters. It was a big problem that oh we we have a black guy that, that, that is now working with right. us. And at the time that was really
2: important. It was kind of like the adult version of the after school special
0: yeah or it's like yeah hey, it's very
2: good, yeah, so we're gonna attack drug abuse this week and you know yeah, and yeah. and so they it's a little more grown up i remember a, I remember um a a richard, richard Crenna krenna movie I have
1: his no. okay you know who you know yeah, what yeah, i'm yeah. talking about the uh the, the rape of richard Beck, yes, yeah, that is an awesome
2: movie and that's and that is and it's very typical of what they would do it's like we have this look well, we have this issue mm-hmm. and let's write a movie hey, built men around get this, raped too yeah exactly yeah and uh and it was and so and it was always slightly you know it was always something like you know, ooh, that's either either scandalous or, or I can't believe that they're tackling that, yeah yeah, and yeah. that k- brings up something else where you know we're we're making these movies for network television in the seventies, we can't do a lot, mm-hmm. like we can't do as much as what we would do at the theater um so so we have to we have to still be uh we have to be um engaging and show things but not we have to adhere to the right uh, there was
1: there was one i saw um i wish i could find it it's um alan alda and doug mcclure they they're guys and they meet and they're friends and turns out they go to the beach together because there's this weird scene of them going, I like being your friend and I'm a, it's an honor to know you. <laughs> and they, they end up meeting each other's ex wives and they start dating. And it was sort of dancing around that whole polygamy, polyamory, right, right. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Right, right, right. Um, the, but the rape of Richard Beck, it's Richard Krenna being like a man's man. Yeah. And then he ends up getting caught in a in a cellar with a bunch of thugs who, who rape him. And yeah. it, I'm, I don't mean to laugh. But it's, but it's Richard Krenna huddled in a corner. Sort of in his underwear, crying. Right, and um, it it's sort of this whole like weird positionally, position narratively, where it's like you know, oh, this is a horrible thing, and then we got and in a way of sort of like again, men get raped too, and it was just this really odd, odd hour and a half. But there's it's a lot it's of the it, kind right. of
2: thing. There's a lot of things that that these guys did, where you know you you're trying to imagine the pitch meeting, <laughs> you know, and it's like. Yeah,
1: so I'm a cop. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, absolutely. But it was also a chance for these some of these actors that were doing a lot of bullshit—not bullshit, but like let's say lighthearted stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get to something in, in specifically a movie called The Morning After from 1974. Dick Van Dyke is a drunk. So it was a way for like oh huh. laughable Dick Van Dyke you know um um uh, the, the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins to do to be like acting right you
2: know. yeah yeah uh, you know getting his chance to do you know a man with a golden arm you know. <laughs> yeah yeah in a weird way
1: yeah. Last weekend or yes something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah 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 no. yeah but there's some that just stuck out that I still remember uh, I asked my wife about it and she didn't remember it but um, tribes. Oh, my God, yeah. Jan Michael Vincent yeah. as a young hippie who joins the Marines or is enlisted or uh, drafted in the Marines. Right. Darren McGavin as the D.I. Yeah. And it's a lot of, like, he, Darren McGavin getting mad because Jan Michael Vincent teaches the rest of the squad meditation. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the physical things they're doing aren't so hard uh, it, on. It, 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 tribes always, there were, and
2: very marginally, uh, but it always reminded me of um, hair. Yeah, because we 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 had the hippie a poop camp. Well, yeah, because cause the hippie <laughs> inadvertently winds up becoming a marine and is right. forced to
1: you know kind of. Well, remember get... this is 1970. Right. So things like hippies uh-huh. as a threat, um, but it, it this movie kind of walked the line where you kind of got like. Darren McGavin going, you're fucking up with my, you're fucking up my program. And then J.M. Michael Vincent going like, yeah, but here's this other way of looking at it. Right. So so it's sort of massaged both of those audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I have these all, a lot of these. There's, there's some of these that are awesome, but um, I want to hit some big ones. Uh, Trilogy of Terror in 1975. Man. Let's talk uh, about that for a minute.
2: Trilogy of Terror is a collection, and I know we've we've probably talked about... We have. We may have talked about this more than any other movie. <laughs> <laughs> on the, but Trilogy of Terror was a collection of three stories by Richard Matheson, who, uh, it, one, is an amazing author and, and responsible in large part for people like Stephen King and things like mm-hmm. that. But more importantly, as far as this kind of stuff goes... So many of his stories were adapted for television and movies,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so and so, the stuff you know exactly yeah. the Twilight Zone episode. the and the and
1: the thing on the wing, the, Nightmare the, Thirty Thousand Feet, uh, yeah, is, and, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I want to say Incredible Shrinking Man is his, and, and yeah, it is a lot of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I, did I Am Legend. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which which we <laughs> think, which I think Suddenly I, I game think game we show. think is one of the best
0: fucking books the best, ever, one of the written. Best ever written yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah, um so there's these three stories now the funny thing about trilogy of terror and i've read uh the stories that that were that it that, the, that it was based on i can't remember what the other two stories are because the last one
1: is so yeah. memorable <laughs> There was one blows. about some, like, wallflower girl that suddenly gets hot, but it was Karen Black hot, so it was sort of Karen
2: a, Black played in all three all, all stories, threes, yeah. yeah.
1: You're right, the Zuni fetish doll is the, the one that the, everyone oh my remembers. God.
2: Yeah, that's... It, and, and because at the time and I gotta go back and watch the thing again but at the time like it's on YouTube holy shit it was scary it was scary and it was uh, fucking scary man when she like finally trapped it in the suitcase and, and I was blade like Haha! and she's like the blade's coming out yeah, and she's yeah. trying to grab it and she's Gra- slicing her hands
1: great up. ending oh the ending yeah. is like uh, it's interesting it's that beautiful these because they were low low budgeted and because they could get bigger stars and because there was a lot of time to fill there's 52 weeks in a year right mm-hmm. if you're gonna do movie of a week, of the week they were able to do little weird excursions into genre. Um, right. One that comes to mind: nineteen seventy-one, Doctor Cook's Garden. This is an awesome. Bing Crosby is a small-town doctor who kind of gets thinks he gets to decide who lives and dies. So, like, if he thinks you're an asshole, uh, something happened in surgery, or something happened with his sure, medication, sure. and he starts killing people, in this, this. Guy, this outsider comes in and sort of figures that out, but it was Bing Crosby. in genre, <laughs> um, there was a the the killer bees they did. Oh a, man, a trailer of that. Yeah, the of killer that. bees was
2: cool. Uh, my
1: one of my favorites in the same year that 1974. I'm just going to give you the title, Kill Dozer. Man,
2: I love kill <laughs> Clint Dozer. Walker. So, kill like, you know, I, I'm a kid. I like monster movies. So. And, you know, the monster movies I knew were, you know, on in Creature Features in the middle of the night. And they were, like, you know, 1930s movies and yeah. stuff. So it was very exciting whenever a regular TV movie had monsters. Yeah. And, and Killdozer, it is a bulldozer that's been... I, Come I, I on. I was, like, struck by lightning or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh <my>
1: <laughs> I just remember, I, as a kid, you hear Killdozer, you think, Bulldozer? Killer Bulldozer? I see what you did there. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Um, another one, a year later, in 1974, this one really affected me. The Legend of Lizzie Borden with Elizabeth Montgomery.
2: Man, that's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great movie. And Elizabeth Montgomery was, you know, like we were you know, we're all bewitched de- by her. Yeah. And now she's like, she's playing this axe killer. And yeah. It was so cool.
1: I'm going to take a sidebar on this one. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment where they were they were relating the killings. Right. And this is 75 so I'm 15. Right. Um they proposed that how she did the killings and gotten none of the blood on her was that she took all of her clothes off and then that's when she killed her, how she killed her her family. Sure. Hottest thing in the world. <laughs> 15-year-old Tom was just like, oh, this is Montgomery She's taking <laughs> her clothes off?" and it was a big deal for Tom. Um but it was also a, a good, solid film and um
2: very few of these, now, granted, very few of the ones that I remember are bad movies. Now, I'm sure there's a bunch of bad movies in there because you're you're cranking out a movie a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the ones that I remember um, are solid. And one of the ones I'm going to bring up is Duel. Duel. Absolutely. Um, which is, was that also Richard Matheson?
1: Yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And one of the great things about Duel, is, so you know, we have early Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. we have Dennis Weaver. Yeah, solid concept, and and this and this amazing idea where, out of nowhere, this semi truck or semi truck driver gets it in for this guy, mm-hmm. and you never find out why. There's no reason. And and so you are left with the same confusion and frustration and fear that our protagonist has. Like at some point, it's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to kill me. I've gotten over that part, mm-hmm. and
1: and I'm in survival mode. I just want to know why. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it. It, it, was, it was been used late. That kind of motif has been used later in things like Wolf Creek and The Hitcher. The Hitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um talked about that let's see uh, I'm trying to think of a couple more um, one that wasn't on ABC it was on NBC but I remember it being a big deal Born Innocent with Linda Blair oh yeah there was, it was it was a film about a young girl who gets put into the system into the, 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 the juvenile prison system right and it was uh, she ends up s- stealing a horse from someone and it gets somehow gets the horse killed and that's why she's in yeah. jail um, but it was in, it was a big deal because there was a, a shower rape scene. A bunch of girls attack her with a plunger right. or something. Yeah. And it caused all sorts well, of was, problems.
2: Yeah. People were freaking out. I remember... Do you remember Linda Pearl? Linda Pearl was I remember in a Linda lot, Pearl. Yeah, she was in a lot of these things. And they were like... I, it seems like I... Like there were like runaway movies like you know mm-hmm. um that, she's
1: like sort of a, per, a poor man's k lens yeah yeah remember he, k lens yeah 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 i
2: remember david sedaris doing this this monologue about you know he was he was jumping on his bike and he was just gonna drive right away because his parents were shitty and he's like and, and in my head i'm starring in this movie called teen getaway and i would be played by linda pearl and that triggered this new, i'm like oh my god i remember this movie yeah. well, linda pearl is like she's a runaway and there was a
1: lot of that stuff yeah um, it was always about a lot of the themes of some of these they're like the after school special it was like your your kids are doing something that you don't want to do it's gonna it's gonna impact you and you're gonna yeah um we're, we're here
2: to educate you yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> But so many of these, again, were were sort of launching pads. I didn't know in 1975, Starsky and Hutch was a TV movie. I didn't know that either. And then they made they, they must have gotten good numbers or whatever. Get Christy Love, which Get Christy Love, yeah, Christy Love with uh, Teresa Graves. Mm-hmm. Um, that became a series. Didn't yeah. most of these didn't, didn't, last, didn't last long? Last long yeah. And they weren't they didn't have the lasting impact of like a Bonanza or, right. or something like that,
2: or or Mannix,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mannix
2: Beretta. Um,
1: but, uh, uh, let's see, let's see. One of
2: my favorite made-for-television movies um, is the original Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. With... Uh, Kim Darby. It, Kim, yeah. And, man, those little things, like, creeped me out so bad. I, you know... Sure. I've not had many, um, so uh, what you would call nightmares during my life, <laughs> but... As a kid, I did have, I remember vividly this one nightmare where um, I, I, I wake up, and I go, and my bedroom door is open. There's light coming in from the hallway, so whatever's standing in front of the door creates a long shadow. And there's this little doll about 12 inches tall, and I'm kicking it. And just like hitting it with a ball bat, mm. and it doesn't move, and it mm. just keeps moving forward. Mm. It doesn't have scary teeth, it didn't do anything. But, uh, so movies like uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, where you have these little tiny things living in the walls. I What a cool idea for them. We see it now, and, and, and we've seen it several times since. But at the time, I thought that was brilliant, where... The boogeyman, the monster, isn't some werewolf or something. Wolf, yeah, yeah. There's these little funky looking. Well, things around that same walls. time, there were
1: in cinema. There were
2: things like the Boogans. and. Oh uh, no, or, that came that that came like don't, in the eighties. Don't, 80s. Pray,
1: don't pray the, afraid of the dark is seventy three. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, no, Boogans is like mid mid, not around that time. I want to say. Really? Yeah, I want to say I don't have a computer handy, but I yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah because later
2: we had Ghoulies and we had right Glenmore that was in the, the that the, was in the 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogens
1: was i remember my sister telling me about going to the drive-in and seeing that when i was a kid ah. so um i want to i'm going to go through my list real quickly and just sort of mention uh, so just so i can put it away the the ones that were made into series that most of these series only lasted the immortal i don't know if you remember the immortal No. the young lawyers um uh, earth 2 long street Owen, Earth True, I
2: remember. Longstreet, I I yeah, really really like Bruce liked Lee. For just of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh,
1: Owen Marshall, attorney at law. I, I met counselor at law. Um,
2: Which makes me think Fu of
1: started yeah. as an ABC movie. Of the week.
2: Man, I love that series. Even though it pissed me off when I grew up and realized that he had stolen it from. Well, he didn't. The network. Did, the yeah. network did it.
1: Yeah. So, I and mean, we yeah. Go to Bruce Lee show. We yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the Rookies in 72. Man, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. That, yeah. had, that was like SWAT, shows like SWAT. Yeah. And they were like NCIS before they knew what first. Yeah, they were, were cop procedural
2: shows before, like, you know, you, your cop would have a drug addiction. Right.
1: Six Million Dollar <laughs> Man. Was it was a movie Toma? If you remember Toma with Tony Musante. No, I do not. <laughs> yeah, like, Tony Musante Toma was kind of like uh, so. You say Beretta's cool, eh? So and it was like a Beretta kind of a thing, right? Right. Without without yeah. all the catchphrases like and the bird. Super
2: Italian.
1: I don't think he had a bird. He had like a dog or something <laughs> Um. Uh. I think it was and McCoys with Jack Palance
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I kind of. I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't watch it. The
1: Immortal was cool. Christopher George, man, it was. It was kind of like Then Came Bronson and that kind of shit. Man, man, like can, a man um, it,
2: can we talk for a second about I Then know. Came Bronson? That that, that 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 was oh, a man. seminal
1: full, full show for me, man. Really important.
2: When he he rides up, and and the guys in the station wagon with the wife nagging at him and the kids in the back, yeah. and and here's Bronson on his motorcycle looking over, and they're like, look, they, there's that conspiratorial you know, nod between them. Yeah. And he's just like like, you know, hang in
1: there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, hang in there. And then yeah. takes off yeah, on his yeah. bike. <laughs> he had that little be this like knit beanie and mm-hmm. I remember as a kid buying a uh, model kit of the BSA motorcycle. Oh kit. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was impossible. It had it had all the little hoses that you had to cut just right. right and and I'm like
2: eight It's so frustrating when you're little and you're trying to do that stuff and it just never comes out right. Um <laughs> I you know and and I've talked to people about that series, and no one that I talked to
1: remembers it. It was great. It was great. It, it was just, just it was it was the Incredible Hulk. It was just him roaming from town to yeah. town, getting in trouble. And then uh, there
2: are other. Uh, uh, this is off track, and uh, we'll we'll come back in a second. But there are other series like that 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 I remember were important to me, and I try to ask other people about them, and that mm-hmm. nobody remember. Do you remember James at fifteen? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, that was a great show. Sure. And it was a great show for me at that time because I was a little younger than that, and so this is a kid that I'm looking, I'm looking at and thinking, well, this is who I probably am in a couple of years, and uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it was Jerry Rafferty. Was one of his songs was the oh wow the the, the theme song. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's just a very cool time capsule. I'd like
1: to go back and watch some huh. of those. Huh.
2: There was James at 15, and then, like, a year later, it was James at 16, and then, then I think it went away. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, another one, 1972, that scared the shit out of me, When Michael Calls. Oh, yeah. It was a book first, had to do with um, men and women, their son dies, and then, like, 15 years later or something, he starts calling the mom. Yeah. And it was just so scary at a time of, you know, so it was 72, so we're talking... Right around the time of shit like Zodiac and and movies like The Possession of Peter Proud right. and all that other.
2: I was just gonna say the The Possession of Peter Proud be, That's a great that movie. reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, I remember. Uh, I remember a, a uh, I, I don't know if it was a demonic possession. I want to say it was a demonic possession type. Movie obviously influenced by The Exorcist. That um. That was a made-for-TV movie. It was, you know, a young girl, and and I can't remember... I, I really can't remember more about it, because I was probably seven
0: mm-hmm.
2: when I saw it. Um, but I remember, even at that time, thinking, oh, this is like that movie that's playing in the theater mm. that's supposed to be so scary. And I, I saw that a lot, where you saw a television... almost like a television version of a bigger film. It was like, uh-huh. you, you know, like... Um, Oh, uh, do you remember there was a? Uh, I think it was a made-for-TV movie. Something about the park, um, where this Vietnam vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah,
1: was, that wasn't a TV movie. It wasn't was a, a regular TV movie. movie. Yeah. It was a regular yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He just, was a, yeah, Rambo kind of a vet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. park is mine. This park is mine. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And I, I want to say it was um, um, oh, what's his name from Men in Black?
1: Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it was Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was like, yeah, he's off in the weeds. I like, oh no, wait. Yeah, absolutely. It was around the that was around the same time. You had the movies like, um, uh, the the dude that came back with one arm, <laughs> and the, and he ended up slaughtering everybody. These are all like oh, exploitation. Yeah. Flips. Oh, there
2: was like what was it? the exterminator? Yeah, the exterminator. Yeah.
1: Um, another one I want to mention, so because we would be remiss if we didn't is Brian's Song, mm. in nineteen seventy one.
2: Brian Song I just remember everybody cried
1: just it, <laughs> it, it was where men in 1971 stood around and proudly were like yeah yeah you got me yeah, yeah. You know, just blub it's kind of like Logan now people yeah. just crying yeah. for, for no good reason <laughs> and it was cuz it was and it was good because it was it was a time when men were sort of being told to get in touch with their their, their friendships right. and their and themselves and um uh uh yeah it was and it was good james Kahn and um and I forget the other guy's name not Carl Weathers it was some other a- uh um, athlete turn actor um but it was a big deal too. It was a big deal yeah um you mentioned something last night outrage
2: man so outrage outrage is a movie with Robert called <laughs> why it sticks so solidly in my mind I don't know, but my sister and I loved this movie and uh, ABC or uh, movies of the week would get replayed, and so every time it was on, we watched this thing.
1: It's like a Straw Dogs kind of thing. Right? It is
2: where this—I uh, um, want to say—he's a doctor or something, and and him and his family move into this new neighborhood, and for for no reason, just this teenage kid of uh, like a local sheriff or somebody like that targets him and his family and starts torturing them, just harassing them. And there's nothing, you know, it's a television movie, so nobody's getting strung up or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But, like, their dog gets killed and laid on their front porch. They're, you know, they're all the time being um, narrowly missed on the street by the kid driving his car. Flaming arrows get shot into his house. Bricks get thrown through his windows. He goes to the cops. The cops won't do nothing. And then finally, he's just like, bullshit. And he like, I want to say it's a ball bat. And he just goes to this kid's house. And I remember the kid's name was Scanlon. The last name was Scanlon. And he's like, (laughs) Scanlon. And he's like, oh, Scanlon. You ever see I spy? Yeah, he's just like, and he just (laughs) smashes into this people's house and just starts tearing shit up. And we were just like fuck (laughs) yeah that's the greatest thing ever and we were very excited and and, uh
1: that is fucking hilarious
2: and it's and it's it's funny because i was talking to you about it and then you were like oh my
1: god this is so weird yeah last night randomly i turn on gilbert godfrey's podcast and he's talking to some some guy who used to be an actor and now he's a a writer and he Mm -hmm. goes i was in this movie called (laughs) outrage outrage was cool it was just so weird and so synchronistic
2: it made me realize we really needed to do this
1: topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, w- w- the other thing was, is uh, as I looked through there, it was this weird... Uh, the, as I looked through this list, there was these weird taps on the shoulder. Um, Ted Bessel. Remember Ted Bessel? I totally remember Ted he Bessel. Was, he was That's the boyfriend in That Girl for Marlo Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And you see these names that keep popping up. Herschel Bernardi. Yeah. Right? Lou Jacoby. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edward Asner. Uh, there's a movie in 73, The Girls of Huntington, now. Shirley Jones and Mercedes McCambridge. Wow. I have no idea what it's about, but I'm so there. Yeah. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. You
2: know, and it's cool because, you know, these movies, um, if they weren't shot on location... Were shot on this, you know, uh, a backdrop, mm-hmm. or, or, or not a backdrop, but uh, like you know, a backdrop, a backdrop. Yeah. And so you would, there were movies, but they had the familiarity of the TV shows that you watched all the mm-hmm.
1: time. It was these, but it was it was because of these actors. You knew who these people were. Yeah. They didn't have stellar careers. They weren't, you know, ma- making film, mm-hmm. but they were. It was sort of the early bedrock days of television you know, narrative. Yeah. Um, but it was also these weird opportunities to see stars getting linked up. You know, um, one of them, there was a, a kind of a remakey thing of death takes a holiday with Yvette Mimiu mm-hmm. and the guy I mentioned to you before, Monty Markham. Right. And it, he was one of those guys. I don't know who he is. Here's a picture of him. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that guy. guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so of particular note to you and I, um, there was a made for television movie and it came out shortly after End of the Dragon and I want to say it was called Men Men of the Dragon yeah or, yeah
1: yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm feverishly looking at at this Men of the Dragon yes. 1974 Robert Ito who played Sam in Quincy uh, in is Quincy it. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and and the guy the other guy was that curly haired guy uh, that was in a lot of yeah uh, I, I I can't remember his name right now um but not Marjo Marjo Gordon. <laughs> I was gonna it, bring up somebody Marjo like Gertner. somebody like that. Um, but anyway, um, and it it was capitalizing on the popularity of Kung Fu. Sure. And it was borrowing heavily from Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it now, you're like, oh my god, this is like the martial arts in it are awful, right? but they're all over it. Yeah. And it's
1: kind of like um, the challenge. If you ever saw the challenge with Scott Glenn and Tisha Lim, I love that. Movie. I know that's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this, like,
2: you see Ito, like, you know, doing like a jumping twin front snap kick where he's jumping up and kicking <laughs> two people at the same time. You're Asian, right? <laughs> Horribly, yeah. But yeah, but, yeah and it was, there were shurikens in it. These guys were throwing throwing stars, and it was, I, I, you
0: know for, <laughs> know, for for
1: Langley, it was like,
0: oh, oh fuck yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. By the way, the, f- the first uh, ABC TV movie of the week was Seven in Darkness in nineteen sixty nine. I just saw that. Movie. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but you would see these names, you know, um, the ballad ballad of Andy Crocker, Lee Majors, Joey Heatherton, and Jimmy Dean. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, things where like Sammy Davis Jr. is a is in a western. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah people that you wouldn't you wouldn't see like you know being a gumshoe you know suddenly yeah. they're they're a gumshoe.
1: Yeah. Um, weekend of terror Robert Conrad and Carol Lindley about uh, three nuns that get set upon by these ex cons
2: do you remember again I'm straying um do you remember the the t v show called a man called Sloan
1: yeah <laughs> with robert conrad. robert conrad Robert Conrad here's a guy that was cool. He was James West in Wild Wild West. He was in Bob Bob Black Sheep. Right. And then he started making appearances on the Battle of the Network stars. Yeah. And taking shit like ring toss, like his life depended
2: on it. I know. Like, I don't know where that came from, where he just became like this angry...
1: Well, he became the... Remember the knock knocked the battery off my shoulder? I dare then? you to
2: knock the <laughs> yeah. battery off my... yeah. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live episode? Yeah. Where, <laughs> uh... Oh shoot! Um, Martin Sheen, okay, was on there, and he was doing his impersonation of Robert Conrad with the knock. The, go ahead, knock the battery off my shoulders. So like, you know, a cast member's like knocks it <laughs> off, and he's like, "Do it again." <laughs> yeah. And then pretty soon they grab his battery and they're tossing it back and forth, playing "Keep Away from Me." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because he was a dick. He was a dick, absolutely a dick. Um, but but again, a lot of these actors you don't see outside of. You know, they're the the network was kind of behind them. You right. don't see these guys outside of Battle of the Network. Because a lot of
2: these folks are, would be the same people that you would see in, like, Battle of the Network stars.
1: Yeah, and all and, that. And, and uh, George Kennedy. Love Boat. Yeah. yeah. Love Boat, yeah. You yeah. see George Kennedy a lot. You see Robert Culp a lot. You see um, Ken Berry. There's a movie I, I saw uh, listed here, The Trackers, 1971. Sammy Davis Jr. and Ernest Borgnine in a Western. No. uh
0: well, yeah.
2: Yeah. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it just to see that. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Weird, weird collection. There was one, um, Liz Taylor and Richard Burton, uh, some movie about divorce, uh, which was made around the time that <laughs> they were divorced. Sure. Um, and everything that made, if you ever saw, they were in a feature film, um, a version of Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great because they you know the story, there's a lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, And they were going through a divorce at the time. And so that tension... I
2: I mean, some of their best stuff, you know, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Just, I mean, art imitating life, life imitating art. I mean, it it definitely fueled their performances in those movies. Sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. I'm trying to think of uh, a couple of others here that were important you know this is also where like people like ron howard cut their teeth on yeah on not only acting but also being given up you know opportunities to see the more you're on the set you more you understand how a set works exactly um i want to say his first
2: did he direct eat my dust yeah yeah yeah. 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 and that was I, that was done for um corman corman yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i have him here in like a ver- in 75 a version of huckleberry finn which would be perfect for him. It would be right pre Happy Days. He yeah. Would be like a 15, 17 year old. I remember.
2: Uh, again, I think it was a made-for-TV movie, um, where there was a locust swarm. Yeah, it's called locusts. Was that was that it? it locusts. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, I was very interested because they there was an article about how they made the locust when, when it, you know They went out and they burned the fields to mm. keep the, the locusts from, you know, just to drive them away. And they were using, like, uh, I don't know, some kind of grain that would, you know, like popcorn almost, that would, like, explode. Puffed wheat or something that would explode when it heated up, and then that was... They were filming those, supposed to be the locusts. But one of the my favorite made-for-television movies... I have several favorite made-for-television movies, <laughs> apparently, um, is something called...
1: Yeah, and that wasn't a TV movie. God that, damn it! That, that was sh- a
2: feature film with with uh, with Don Johnson or not Don Johnson. No, but, no, no. Uh, it
1: had uh, Heather Menzies in it. Uh huh. Martin. Strother Martin who? as the doc. Who was the young Robert, guy? Robert Urich. Right. No. Was it Robert Urich. No, 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 no. But it's not a TV movie because God I damn remember it. it because Heather Menzies was married to Robert Urich, but she was in Playboy to advertise that film. Man. That was a great cool. movie. Uh, I, I uh, uh, for sure
2: it was a made for TV. It feels but like But they a did for
1: things TV like movie. the Swarm was a TV movie. Yeah. You know that that was right around the time when you we first heard about Killer Bees. Killer Bees
2: and and like they were gonna come up and kill us all. Uh,
1: 1972 Moon of the Wolf with David Jensen. Dude, I totally remember that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. All it takes is a little nudge and you go. Oh, like, oh shit. shit. <laughs> Um <laughs> listen to this. The couple this is nineteen seventy two. The couple takes a wife. Bill Bixby, Paula Prentice, and Nanette Fabre. Which is you know Right, oh yeah. That's old school TV stuff right there. Bill Bixby's in a lot of these and they all have to do with like him being a single guy yeah. and and what have you. A lot of Lloyd Bridges and James Brolin showing up in sure. the um, yeah, sure. uh, Howard Duff. Um, Ed Asner is all over this as well. Um, let's see. Melvin Purvis, G-Man, with Dale Robertson. That was a big deal. No? Yeah, I have no... Yeah, that one does not even... It was like The Untouchables, but it was based on a... Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a, there was a lot of versions of Melvin Purvis. Okay, so I've been
2: of... saying, you know, one of my favorites, one of my favorites. Okay. This one is. My favorite... Fucking made-for-television movie, and I know this one was made-for-television, <laughs> okay. is The Jericho Mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, with Peter, what's his name, Peter Strauss?
1: Yeah, that was the runner one, the Prefontaine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a great movie. Man, that's a great movie. And then when, when, man, when Sympathy for the Devil kicks in, mm. um, and that whole last scene where he's just, like, tearing ass around that bed. Because you've 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 gone through this whole thing where somebody discovers him mm-hmm. in prison, he's there uh, on a life sentence for killing. I I want to say he's like his yeah, stepdad and he, and he, or you know, somebody. Yeah,
1: to get out of the prison, quote unquote, he starts running.
2: Yeah, and because somebody realizes, you know, they clock him and they're like, "Holy shit, this guy's almost running a world record." Yeah, and uh, so they, they you know, goes through this whole thing where they get all the gangs together actually working together not trying to kill each other uh-huh. and then of course there's one gang that's like man we got to get things back to normal right right and right. so they start fucking up shit and they they kill somebody and they frame him and the whole nine yards and ultimately it gets taken away from him it's like
1: dangled like a carrot right. you can run right. in the olympics right. there was a movie called Prefontaine. yeah that's this.
2: a great movie yeah, yeah, well that's yeah, yeah. about a real guy
1: but that's what this was. Jericho Mile. It was all based on that guy, right? It's
2: not... No, 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 no. no. it's I not about... It no, it's not a... It's, it's nobody... Okay. Nobody real. I sit corrected. And uh, what happens is he... It all gets taken away. Everything collapses. The, the All the... You know, the, because all the gangs got together and built the track for him. Yeah. And they got him new good shoes and... Sure. Because that uh,
1: happens in prison. And it all collapses,
2: right? Yeah. And... Then uh, uh, life goes back to normal in the prison. Uh, everyth- everything's back to where it should be. The you know the black guys are over here, the Mexican guys are over here, shoot, the white shoot. supremacists are all happy. And um, it comes the day of the Olympics when the when the races run, and he hears what the guy's time was uh-huh. for the mile. And it's been a while, and so nobody's thinking about him running anymore. And he puts on his shoes, and he walks out of the yard, and the people are like, whoa, whoa, check him out, check him out. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, pretty yeah. soon, by the end of the race, the entire place is out there. Sure, it's
1: rocky. Yeah, it, it's totally
2: rocky, and he's got that, that stopwatch in his hand, and somebody grabs it, and they're like, oh, my God, he beat the world record. He beat the world record, and he throws the fucking watch. And it shatters on the prison wall. And it's... It's a natural. It's such a fucking
1: cool movie. By the way, the Richard Burton movie, Liz Taylor movie, divorce his, divorce hers. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Just fucking awesome. Did you get married? Oh, Um, God. Lots of, of, like, stuff like the victim, the screaming woman, um, the crooked hearts, the bounty man, you know, just... It's you know what a lot of these
2: remind me of like
1: um, I'll tell you what it reminds you of. school tomorrow.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think oh shit school tomorrow. I it reminds me of paperback novels. Yeah, of a certain type, um, and, and, and I want to say like romance novels where you know where you got like you know the the the, the bare chested dude and the lady and sure. you know and I. It, but in any genre, like that, take that level and put it and apply it to film, and that's what these all feel like to me.
1: And no one was. There's not a lot of swinging for the fences in these. It's no. mostly like utilitarian product right. to fill. Paint by the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they care.
2: But again, because of, uh, sometimes the the subject matter, it uh, it carried more weight than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, some of them maybe it should have, you know.
1: Yeah, some of them absolutely did. They made little uh, comments on, like we were saying, on, on socially things sure. that were happening during the day, right? Of the day, um, you know. It's
2: it, I, I'd be interested to see how many of these are available in some. You know, game. I'm willing
1: to bet most of these are on YouTube.
2: Probably, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I I would I would pretty much guess. Guess that at all, yeah. at all.
2: But for the collector, Tom,
1: are they available for your shelf? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, think I, and, I, and I don't think there's a market for it. No, I don't think um, so. Either. This movie, uh, you know, The Stranger Within with Barbara Eden. Mm. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> Why do I remember that?
1: Uh, what was that? About? I think it was around the time. It's '74, so was that right around the time? Sybil. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I, I want to say Sybil is a made-for-television movie. It was a mini-series. It was like three nights. Or well, whatever. yeah, like but, but, in, it, but still, well, in in the
2: same way that *Helter Skelter*. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, that's what made it for television movie. Similar it complaint. just it just you know happened over the course of two nights.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember when the idea of the miniseries got started, and it was kind of a big deal. Some of those first ones, Roots and Roots,
1: Shogun, Shogun. Uh, you were talking about Jericho Mile, um, Rich Man, Poor Man. Rich Man, Poor Man. That was yeah. a huge thing. It launched Peter Straub. It launched Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you see a lot of Hope Wang in here. A lot of uh, Bradford Dillman.
2: Bradford Dillman. If that's not a <laughs> porn name, I don't know what is. Bradford Dillman.
1: Uh, Haunts of the Very Rich, 1972, Lloyd Bridges and Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Come, Come on. Up. Yeah. I just want to be there and drink with <laughs> Cloris Leachman. And uh, a lot of, <clears throat> you see another name that I didn't really know that she did a lot of stuff outside of one series, and that's Barbara Feldon. Oh yeah. She was always she was always cast in roles that uh, ten years later, or maybe even five years later, would be filled by people like Goldie Hawn.
2: Right, exactly.
1: And um, yeah, she's in that movie I talked about, the Alan All the Doug McClure sort of like ex-wife swapping movie. Right, right. Yeah, she, she's one of the wives. She Doug, plays
2: a kooky artist. Doug McClure is one of those guys that like I I, I kind of see him as kind of like a Bruce Campbell of his day. Kinda. Uh, in in that he.
1: Add a lot of tobacco and alcohol. He
2: had a he had a leading man quality, mm-hmm. but he, for whatever reason, is wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And There's a
1: great interview on YouTube that Bob Wilkins did with Doug Macor. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You can tell it's that the, it's not too long before he died. Yeah, you know, we were talking about on the Western thing, man. I I have been chewing over since the last episode about westerns, John Wayne smoking six packs a day. I didn't think that was humanly possible. I didn't, I wouldn't have either. Jeez, I mean, my crazy. my
2: sister, there's not a waking moment where she doesn't have a cigarette, and she maybe gets through two and a half, yeah, three, maybe. It's fucking amazing. How do you smoke? I mean, like you have to like you'd have to be like smoking
1: two at a time, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, doing that double wow. smoke, lighting the cigarette thing with no one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was talking about Doug McClure, and I, and, and, you know, I was, I, I don't know him from his, um, earlier days. What I know him from is, in the mid-70s, these, um, these Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah, these the
1: Land Before Time. Land or Before
2: Time, or, uh, 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 something not, uh, Time uh,
1: Forgot, or. The Land
2: Time Forgot, and the People That Time Forgot, um. Sure. Um. See, I remember him in, in the Virginian. Warriors of Atlantis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you ever see, oh, it's escaping me now, but it's, a, it's an undersea exploration team. Uh-huh. And they get in this bathysphere, and they go down to, they find a shipwreck right. that's been underwater for like 30 years. And they get they, this whole scientific thing where they get close, and they end, they end up you know, scraping off one of the portals, and they look inside, and someone looks out no uh, i don't remember God that at all but that's if very anyone, cool yeah it's a great movie if anyone knows what that is God, I, it's on youtube too um but it's this whole thing where the people this ship sunk and somehow these people not only stayed alive but were able to like live you know and i forget what the fucking name of it is if you know what this is send us a note <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> that's gonna happen
2: um who, who's listening? Like, like, uh,
0: we, DJ, do you... Yeah, do you, we, we lost.
2: We, we've lost. Especially on this episode, I feel like there's lots of people going, I have no idea who these people are. It's like, oh my God, it's two old men talking about what, <laughs> what they used to watch when they were kids.
1: Uh, the other thing is, President's Plane is missing, 1973. In that sounds same, familiar. Yeah, in the same year, they did a version of Picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, and I do, do remember. I remember that, yeah. Remember, speaking of, I wasn't going to include this, because this was, again, a, a narrative that happened over a few nights, but Frankenstein, the true story. Man, yeah. Sarazen? Michael Sarazin? Michael uh, Gent- Sarazin, not Jennifer O'Neill. Uh, what's the, what's the, um, who's the man from Uncle? Uh, Robert Vaughn. No, Ilya Cur- the, the the other guy? The blonde guy. I don't remember. Damn it, the British blonde guy. Yeah, I know, his, uh, I know his character. David McCallum. Yeah, David McCallum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had that. When that he was, tears her head off, holy shit!
2: That was the first time that I saw Frankenstein handled the way that I think Frankenstein should be handled. Uh, it was it, first of all, it was um, it was very Victorian. Mm-hmm. Um, it was.
1: He starts out as being fairly good looking. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a sort he's a a of good looking
2: guy, and then he starts kind of getting gross. Um, <laughs> Don't they all? I, right. <laughs> <laughs> And he what I liked about it was like it was it was kind of following um the book, yeah, more than you know the Hollywood version, sure, back. sure, so it was, well, they had
1: more time to and do it, it, and it
2: had and it was gross, right, you know it was, there like, was a lot of that stuff, yeah, there was like The I whole mean, body assembly, remember thing. remember the hand on the floor and dropping pouring an acid on it, and
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was one of those things where you just I think go, I had a
2: poster of that at Digitime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
1: Man, that thing was cool. Let's see, Shirts and Skins with Bill Bixby. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. Go Ask Alice in seventy
2: three. Oh, what was the what was the one about um uh it was kind of a, it, was, it was based on Hell's Angels... I mean uh, um not Hell's Angels, damn it. Um who, who, was, was, no, who was the who are the, who's the street gang that walks around? The Guardian Angels. Thank you. Oh, sure. Yeah. And but it wasn't the Guardian Angels. They had some, other, some name. other name. And I remember uh there was um there was two dudes in it who like joined up and uh, they called themselves the dozen cousins. <laughs> and they're like, "Why do you call yourselves the dozen cousins?" Since like cuz fighting us is like fighting 12 guys. <laughs> Jesus. It was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look at this—the cat creature with Meredith Baxter Burney. Um, oh my God! Uh, There's
2: so many of these that you're saying that like,
1: that's what are, I'm telling are, you. Are,
2: they're hitting my—they're hitting my guitar strings. Yeah. but and I can't—I can't hear the song. But I—they're almost like ripples, and it's like, oh yes. There
1: were odd little like satanic girls school movies. Yeah. There were there were odd little like. Um, uh, you know, they pick an animal that, to go ape shit, <laughs> and then like some lantern-jawed hero would come in and sort of make sense of it all. There
2: was a, there was one I remember that was very similar to, um, uh, what's that Corman movie? Is it Bucket of Blood, mm. where the artist can't get legitimacy, so he starts like. Mm. Uh, Miller Dick not... Dick Miller started starting not...
1: it. Well, remember the Chris File? That was one. Um, there was no, the norlis tapes with the TV movie of the week. The, oh, the...
2: well, so th- so th- that movie that I was talking about with Dick Miller was it was not a, a made for television movie, but I remember a made for television movie that mimicked that whole story. It Was like this.
1: I want to say the
2: Norlas tapes. This guy was like carving. They're making these big ugly monsters. Yeah. and 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 it was. Uh, uh, you know, he was getting noticed, and they were going into a museum and stuff, and he had bodies inside all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> um, another one that was a TV movie that I didn't think was a TV movie, um, 1971 Animated, The Point. Richard, uh, Ringo M- star Dustin Hoffman and the great Paul Frees. Man, me and my arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music, I want to say, by Harry Nilsson, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the reason why I brought him up was that it was the name, and this this is a, another one of our little sidebars. Paul Frees is the name that you hear when you are online in Disneyland at the Haunted Mansion. Oh, okay. he had great mm-hmm. baritone voice. He did the Burgermeister Meister Burger song. Yeah, he's like a legend. There's all these compilation videos on YouTube of just little snippets of all the voices he's mm-hmm. done, and and he was huge. He was huge. Let's no see. toy makers for the king. <laughs> uh. Shaft was a, C, a CBS, they made a Shaft thing with with Richard Roundtree reprising his role as Shaft. By the way, the movie I talked about earlier about the black guy that works at the fire department, Yeah, Richard Roundtree, he was always like, Richard Roundtree's great. He was he, the Samuel L. Jackson
2: of his day. Yeah, he was. he was. I remember him in An Eye for an Eye. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this guy's still doing it and he's still cool.
1: I'm well, also going to throw in Threads, if you remember Threads. That was one of the later ones about the things that came from the ground, air. I want to say it was the nuclear something or other. I did not. I anyway, go not ahead. Sorry.
2: Um, I was just going to say one of my favorite jokes um, of all time was way back, way back when um, Britney Spears was still a teenager mm-hmm. and she was espousing her virginity. And, you know, like sure. she hadn't lost her virginity. And I remember some comics, but the joke was... Uh, you know, it's like, come on, she's seen more Shaft than Richard Roundtree. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, a great made-for-television movie was um, The Day After.
1: That, yeah, that's the nuclear war the one. The Threads war was one. something else. It was, it was some shit falling from the air and killing everybody. Hmm. But it was very similar to The Day
2: After. I remember The Day After scared the shit out of it. Like it was a big television event. A lot of times. These these not miniseries, series, but these ones that would like take two nights to tell. Yeah. Were like, you know uh, and and they would use that term, television event. Yeah. And
1: um and remember appointment T V. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was when it's like, we you better you can't tape this shit. This is yeah. before D V Rs and VHS and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Uh we could go on and on and on. I'm just trying to see if there's um A couple that stand out are we are uh, i'm
2: sorry go ahead no go ahead are we missing something by not having these now
1: well that's the thing i think they've like all things they've gotten more money they're being now they're being made into um series either series or uh like the caliber of films is kind of like the direct to DVD market, or the direct to streaming market, mm-hmm. or the ocean of one and two star films you see on on Netflix. Right. Um, Whereas now, do you mean now? Now that's where these things I think have gone because oh, okay. TV doesn't do that anymore. They don't. No. Know, they just do. Use...
2: TV's doing some amazing shit yeah. now.
1: Sometimes they're they're kind of truncating them and making them into episodes of existing series like you know NCIS or right or csi whatever and, right um
2: i mean ever since what would what would be the first of the of what we now consider like you know uh, like an hbo series or an amc series that, that garners all the critical attention and when you watch it you're like holy shit this is better than a lot of movies that are being made right now your, your Breaking Bad's it, would, yeah, would yeah, Sopranos yeah. be the first of those that you can think of or
1: no, I you know it's not drama but one of the first uh, the Brian Ben Ben series that was on HBO it was a comedy Kristen Baranski was in it and um, fuck I forget the when, name when would this have been this would have been early 2000s? 2000s no this would have been like late 70s 80s it was back in the early days early early days oh wow back when Comedy Central was called
2: i didn't the know hot that, network i didn't know that the hot network was yeah was when it was thing. just
1: nothing but stand up specials well, back, see, to back to back to back
2: back then i like cable television you might mm. as well if you whenever you said cable television you might as well said, but a lot of these things went to HBO. Aliens coming to your house and showing you things it, on the wall.
1: HBO, Showtime. Later on, it was the stars. They would make they would make films. They would finance films. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a kind of what like Netflix is doing now.
2: You know, I, I would say that sci-fi network is making... fi yeah, Absolutely is making these types of things. Absolutely, um, where it's not a lot of money and we're getting these actors who used to be somebody who mm-hmm. aren't now and and yeah. we're throwing them in a Sharknado or, yeah. you know. We're,
1: or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's nice that, you know, um, uh... And it's cool. I, working.
2: It's nice, well, it's nice that they're working. It's nice that there is somewhere, somewhere someone is making the fucking drive-in movie. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as long as you know what you're buying
1: mm-hmm. when you watch yeah you can't well you first of all you can't complain and number two no. you get what you pay for uh, by the way 1974 The L- Locusts Ben Johnson and Ron Howard yes yeah. Yeah. yeah that was it man I knew it was on this list
2: and I used to confuse it with the there's a movie called Day of the Locust which has nothing to do way with... different yeah way <laughs> very, very <laughs> way, way different, different. I yeah, remember yeah. I used to make weird um, associations like that when I was a kid yeah and it would make me want to watch something so like Night of the iguana.
1: Yeah.
2: It has nothing to do with an no iguana. No giant
1: iguana there. Yeah. I know I, where you're going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no giant iguana there. Yeah.
2: So know. consequently I saw this movie that it was not intended for. Although, at all.
1: although Night of the Iguana is a great it's movie. It's a great movie. Dude. Um what's her name? Cavordan in the in the in the in, in the, the waves dude. with the cabana boys. Yes. Very cool. Uh let's see. Story of Pretty Boy Floyd with martin sheen 19, it seemed like it, i want to say there was a
2: few of those there, there was were a few lot. of those kind of bonnie and clyde type yeah yeah that's
1: exactly again film makes a big noise right and the echoes we start seeing yeah. a couple of mean, years it's later
2: it's the same thing with kung fu sure. and and so many other things
1: uh, i love this deliver us from evil george kennedy and Jan michael vincent Hmm. speaking of Jan michael vincent i just posted on facebook a picture of him now and it's is that now or a few years ago it's within a, the last couple of years yeah. and it, it's one of those like wow yeah. wow yeah. really really crazy um but i love that it was an opportunity for people like Howard Duff and Shelley Winters to you know they they weren't getting the calls from hollywood anymore no. not even as character actors um and this gave them an opportunity to for them to do stuff that was and contribute right. and also it it became almost a mentory system where up and coming. While while you put Shelley Winters in a movie, but you also put like Ken Barry in a movie. Right. You, know, you put you put uh, you know at the time a really young James Brolin. Right. I don't know. I think it's um. Well,
2: and you know we've talked about this before how that that's changed at one time um, to have been a uh, a movie star mm-hmm. and then it was like a step down going to television. Oh yeah. Right. You were slumming. And now... It's the same way, like, Broadway to movies. Exactly. And now I think it's... That's not necessarily the case.
1: Oh, movies... I mean, TV is
2: where you get... That's where you get... Oh, my God. The meat. Yeah, you get Game of Thrones. You get paid once for a movie, right? But you get, you know, you get, like, ten seasons of something. Well, I
1: mean, it's... We're to a point now where... And I'm going to use Game of Thrones, is where, you know, someone's going to throw feature money behind... Serialized TV, yeah, absolutely, and and the payoff is there. Some sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's not. But uh, I think that V reboot didn't really work.
2: No, it I, I mean, it, it you know, it, it's largely dependent on the on the material, mm-hmm. um, but. When it happens, it happens big, and Mm -hmm. you get a
1: much bigger audience than I think you would at And I think you get a loyaler audience. Oh, yeah. And, and and I don't mean to pontificate here, but a more forgiving audience, where these days people will accept things in what they are calling the Berlanti-verse, the CW sort of superhero show. Right, right. That they would never take in a feature, but it's because you're in their house every week and you you know it develops this sort of really loyal sort of right. fandom. Um, yeah, I think I think we're good on this one. Okay. Uh there's a couple that I'm I'm just looking over to see if there's anything I missed. Um, I don't think so. Planet Earth with John Saxon in um, 74. But it, these all sort of came to a stop around 76 and they moved on to other things. Because remember, at, at 76, now you start getting the introduction of HBO and, and why am I going to watch a second level TV movie when I can just watch a regular feature that's a couple of years old right. um, on HBO or whatever. So all of this kind of came to a uh, a halt. And that's too bad because I, I again, I think I, order, think...
2: I think the closest thing we have to it now... Um, is uh, where, you, where you have stations like, like Sci-Fi, like um, Lifetime and Hallmark, mm-hmm. yeah. where they are making movies, and really the only place to see those movies is on those channels. Mm-hmm. Or you can get a, I'm sure you can buy a DVD or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention when you said Sci-Fi, Lifetime, absolutely. Yeah, Lifetime has been doing that for years. Yeah. My father-in-law is addicted to those Lifetime movies. Really? And it's, I don't get it. But...
2: Um. Well, the, I mean, every Christmas season, they, they make, you know, a handful of Christmas movies. Right, right, right. And they often star people like, you know, Sam Elliott's, you know, that... <laughs> Uh, you know, a dad on a ranch and his daughter's yeah. fallen for like uh, some city slicker, and she disappears
1: on her horse in the rain. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. They do all that stuff. Yeah. Or it's like one of those things, like you That's realize it, your husband's a murderer. Right. Yeah. That was a Sleep, big one.
2: Sleeping with the
1: enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, but it was, there was another one about uh, I forget it. It, it had. Uh, I remember one called
2: Stranger in the Bed. Stranger in the Bed. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah, fucking amazing. All right. Very lurid. A lot of these.
0: Things. Well, it's
1: it's the it's, it's I don't have a lobby poster, and so right, all I exactly. could do is, is hook you with my with my goofy title. All right, we'll move on. Uh, let's see. We'll wind up with a, a couple of deaths, some news and some recommendations here. Um, people who died. Jimmy Breslin died. Who was a writer out of New York. He sort of typified the New York writer guy and did a lot of TV stuff. I know the name, but I don't yeah, know why. Important. David Rockefeller. Rich guy, sure. fuck him. Yeah. Uh, but he was a Rockefeller, and, right? And you know whatever. Uh,
2: uh, he was not eaten by cannibals, though. No, no, no. Uh, uh,
1: uh, that eaten by cannibal guy. That's a great story. That is there's a great story. There's yeah. a documentary on Netflix about it. Yeah. Um, Sib haitian Boston drummer dro- supposedly dropped dead on stage. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's got to suck. So, I you you got to think
2: that's the way to go. Yeah, either, you got to go. Either you're sleeping or you're doing your thing. Your thing, unless you're like feeling it coming and then you're like god damn it i want to get through this song <laughs> you know let me finish yeah. this song
1: there's a really cool lick coming up <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah so not there's to, that. not
2: to laugh at you know, no things. but you got it. i mean yeah you, you have know. to
1: uh and then two for me two biggies number one thomas million who was a mainstay of a lot of the italian policia and um when you look at his IMDb, it's just like, if you're a fan of Italian cinema at all, it's just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then a real big one for me was Chuck Barris.
2: Yeah, Chuck Barris.
1: That was a big deal. Uh, Gong Show was super important to me growing up for some reason. I don't know why, but it was
2: always it fun. It was, it was fun, and it was similar to other game shows. So You, you, you had the format where you've got Soupy Sales, and, mm-hmm. you sure, Jamie whoever. Jamie Farr, Jamie Farr that, that whole kind of regular... Um, By the way, what a weird career, like, some people, like, like Fanny Flagg and people like that, like, like, that's all
1: they did. They became game show guests. Yeah. Uh, Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell. uh, Listen, when they were doing uh, Match Game, they started doing Match Game, one of the actors they got to be on was Jack Klugman. And Jack Klugman goes like, "Uh, hey, I got a wife. Who was a pain in my ass, and she's constantly on me and always with me and that kind of thing. And she's here. Why don't you just put her on? She was in a couple of movies. Brett Summers, who was became a mainstay,
2: she, and she was hilarious. She was hilarious. Yeah.
1: Her, her, and Charles Nelson Reilly together, yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. And and kind of looked like each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they started to towards the yeah, end they like did, an old married couple.
1: But Chuck Barris in the Gong Show, man, you, 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 it gave us um, the unknown comic yeah oingo boingo appeared on there yeah Wee herman appeared on there yeah um and it brought this weird like naughtiness to daytime tv yeah you never knew when jp morgan was going to take her shirt off or or yeah. there was all this innuendo all over the place
2: i remember jp morgan always wearing those sweaters that had hands on her boots yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. she was a piece of work um most notably, in my opinion, there was a go on YouTube and look look up Gong Show. Have you got a nickel? And it's two young girls coming out in pigtails with ice cream, like missile ice cream bars. That's and all right. they do is they eat the ice cream really slowly. Yeah. And it drew oh, the, the sensors went crazy. Yeah. Because they're essentially blowing this, these ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream bars. Um. Hilarious, yeah, just hilarious, yeah. I, I really, he, his life was sort of portrayed in Confession of a Dangerous Mind with Sam Rockwell, the movie, which I have not seen. It's good.
2: It did. It, 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 does it play up his his. You know, I'm doing air quotes here. CIA connection. And that's internet. exactly what it's about.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just some kind of kooky TV guy that somehow they they draft him into being a, a CIA assassin. Yeah. But it really bummed me out because it was one of those. Things it was. Like, oh. It was fun.
2: That was the biggest thing. Is it was fun.
1: Gene Gene the dancing, dancing machine. machine. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, fucking huge And I don't know if
2: I've fun. ever heard that piece of music before mm. or if that was done for him, but like. No, it's it's an old song. Every time I hear it, yeah, it's like.
1: I, start throwing I, stuff. Well, yeah, I picture you know Chuck Barris going. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, uh, yeah, and he and he produced a lot of stuff. It wasn't just Gong Show. It was stuff like I want to say he had a hand in things like the Wet, Newlywed Game and and all of that other stuff. Anyway, but
2: this uh, has nothing to do with anything. But uh, talking about the Gong Show brings up an, an association memory. Um, did you watch Soap?
1: Yeah. Soap was great. Soap was one of the greatest and most unsung. Um, everyone always says Seinfeld was one of the greatest. That oh comes, no. no, soap no. was pretty close. Soap and soap was brought again, put in our face things like you know there was a gay homosexuality
2: character. and uh, infidelity and, um, and uh,
1: living outside of marriage. Uh, yeah, and yeah, all that, that, all that stuff. stuff. Which we take, we look now and we think, well, of course that all that shit's right locked. It's, right, it's like oh no. how quaint. This is the time that the president administration sort of looks too fondly. Like yeah. remember that when before we, they, they got a voice and right. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. You don't care, but Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone, they're saying are going to appear in more MCU movies. They still haven't announced. Wait, what? Kurt Wait. Russell and Sylvester Stallone are in guards of the galaxy two And they're saying that their characters may appear in other MCU movies, MCU, Marvel, right, right, games, right. Comics universe. Um, they've, but they haven't. We know that Kurt Russell's going to play Ego, the Living Planet. Don't ask. In, <laughs> in, um, in Guardians of the Galaxy. But, but they're getting people like Stallone to do uh. essentially cameos. Uh, yeah, but they're like, gonna like in Spy Kids three. <laughs> yeah, gotta, I mean, yeah. All right. I knew you weren't going to care about that. Uh, Adam Sandler had just signed a four. Wait, maybe i Kurt Russell's playing what? It's a character he called Ego the Living Planet. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, it, if you're really interested, you can look it up online. It's 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 goofy Marvel. Oh, bl- nonsense. man. Um, is there, is and, and before High? you guys write us and go like, Hey, <laughs> eh, you're shitting on Connolly. No, it's just, come on. His, he's a living planet. He's a living planet. That's... Did I ever watch Sky High? Yeah, Sky High was great. Yeah. I I've always said that Sky High would make a a really solid TV series. That would make a good TV series, yeah. Um, Adam Sandler signed a four four more movie deal with Netflix because I guess people watch that shit. What um, did
2: he make for Netflix?
1: Uh, he did the Magnificent Seven, whatever the ridiculous yeah. six. Movie that was a it. Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and he just God. did this other one now where it's him and and uh, David Spade, where he's like the super spy dude. Uh, and then he's got a new one coming out called Sandy Wexler about some, it's kind of like Ed Wood in a weird kind of way, but I hanger uh, hang her on to Hollywood. Man, I don't know how the guy keeps making movies. I, I don't guess either. He, he's fiercely loyal and has a fiercely loyal, loyal sort of support network, but I don't know who watches those. Um, I don't either. But man. Uh, They're talking about Robert Rodriguez directing a remake of Escape from New York. So, one,
2: dumb. Dumb why two however gets back to the thing that we always say that he does does better whenever he's not doing his own material
1: agreed but i i also feel like these like they're courting him to do that it's something i want to it feels pr agent generated oh yeah yeah to to try to keep your name in a
2: I, I'm not paying viral. any attention to anything Robert Rodriguez does until fucking Fire and Ice
1: is made. Yeah, 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 I've been waiting for that for years. Well, I keep hearing about, you know, well, what, do you, what I'm going to do next. And it's like, yeah, but what about that shit that you said last week exactly. that you're going to do? Yeah. So uh, and when I put the notice of it up on my Facebook feed, I said, you know, like, here's another thing added to the list that we'll never see. Because yeah.
2: Well, I, I think the, the greatest thing that Robert Rodriguez has done in the last several years is uh, the director's chair. Yeah, where he sits and interviews fucking awesome directors. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I also appreciate all the extras he puts on all of his DVDs. Like, oh, There's, yeah, some, those great, are, yeah. there's yeah. some great stuff on like the Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, yes, that's, that's all that project. stuff
2: is 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 fun, man. His yeah. 10 minute film schools, 10 minute that's, cooking schools, oh great, yeah, too. It's, all of that yeah, is yeah, great. He, 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 he needs has, to do more of that kind of
0: shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I we'll, we'll see what happens. I yeah. I just don't understand the need. If you're if you're gonna do an Escape from New York film, um, pay the extra money, get the rights to Escape from Earth, cast Kurt Russell, and let's finish off a trilogy. And yeah. then I'm inter- I'm kind of interested, yeah. Uh, un- to, unless John Carpenter is directing, because clearly he doesn't give a shit. Because Exhibit A, Escape from L. Yeah. A. Yeah, you had every opportunity to do it right that time, and you didn't. I think he was. I, I, I don't
2: know. It, it's John Carpenter is so hard for me because there were so many... Have we ever done a Carpenter show? I don't think we have. There, there were like so many too. glints of brilliance early on. Mm-hmm. Or I think, I thought they were. There's then, like four
1: films in his filmography that I just go, that's a guy firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And then there's shit like Ghosts of Mars and, you know, The, the Confessions of The a, Ward. The Ward. Yeah. Uh Confessions of an Invisible Man and... Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh Edward James was almost. I I I talked last week about how he signed on to Blade Runner 2049 as Gaff, which yeah. is fucking cool. Very cool. He just signed on and all as well to Shane Black's Predator uh redo, okay. reboot, cool. restart, which I'm stoked about. I haven't seen a frame of it, but uh they they just released a cast picture which is just guys in fatigues mm-hmm. and a kid. But um Shane Black doing Predator, I mean, I just uh,
2: I, I, and and I think it'll probably be a, a fine movie. I I like Shane Black. I mm-hmm. like I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and and he was in the first Predator. He movie. wrote the first Predator. Yeah, and so so I'm there, but I
1: just I think Predator has always been a, a creature that just, why not mm-hmm. something else? man? Yeah, I hear. I but I just feel like Predator has never they've never gotten it right. Hmm. and um they believe it or not they i feel like they kind of did i mean once you dismiss the first film which is clearly they got that right sure but, uh predators had there was cool shit in predators and it's just a lot of people don't talk about it there's a face-off between a predator and a guy with a samurai sword sure. and it's the shit um uh so i i love the character uh-huh. i just don't think anyone knows what to do with it anymore yeah. not even any anymore i hope by going back to the source he says it's going to be just
2: balls I, I always just figure Predators are Klingons with reptilian faces. It's all about a sure. warrior. It's a warrior cast.
1: Yeah. Have we ever seen a female Predator? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, but now it's so diversified. There's there's comics about Predators. Right, this, right. and, that. and Supposedly the original ending, or the original beginning of Predator 2 i want to say Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was a wholly different film it was going to revisit the um the predator homeworld and they may be doing that with this other thing but it was literally when the alien ship comes down and it opens and predators come out one of the predators was going to be arnold schwarzenegger as Dutch, whatever from the first one, right? Like they they took him up as a. He's as like, a, you are
2: a worthy opponent. Yeah, it was the junior. same kind
1: of weird thing at the end of Predator Two when they give he gives them that the Predator gives Danny Glover the flintlock. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, I just don't think they got it right. And then and so maybe we're we're talking about doing a show that that. Well, what do you about.
2: think? What do you think about? Um. So for years I stayed away from the Alien versus Predator movies, mm-hmm. even though I liked both of those, because mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was. You know, I think I, 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 you know, in my mind I'm like this can't be good, and then I, I, and then I saw the first. I think the the second one, uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem is shit.
1: Yeah, but that the first one I was like, yeah. Holy fuck, this Dude, is great. The 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 springing of the trap in the first one mm-hmm. is fucking brilliant yeah 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 that when I, I remember watching it going like god, god damn that's fucking thinking yeah um AVPR it's hard for me because I spent a month and a half right you were this. up there hanging so, out with those guys so when I watch it I kind of go like eh. but um yeah it's not good yeah it's not good and it, you would think it should be good it should be it should be totally good yeah um anyway. Uh, speaking of things that should be good that aren't with the popularity of this news Power Rangers Saban has said they, they, they have a six movie arc and uh, I don't know that anyone cares
2: that's great no. it can it can sit alongside Transformers 13 13 yeah. yeah
1: and then finally Jay-Z is and the Weinsteins are producing Um, they're doing a Trayvon Martin film hmm <laughs> I know that's a complete flip hmm. Um but sure it had to happen, right? Most most things, most things notable that happen, like that,
2: yeah. It was, get a movie at some point. Yeah,
1: it's it's almost like the film becomes. That's... Like, they're ruminating for us. Like, here's, here's some odd things to think about right. for you. Right. Because, you know... Yeah. Because so, you're
2: Americans and you're stupid. <laughs> and we have to tell you what to think. Uh,
1: so, did you see anything this week that you, you want to recommend? And so, we get out of here? Uh,
2: last night we had movie night at the house and we watched Brazil. The Criterion Collection uh, uh, version of Brazil. I, I, don't, I, I knew that I loved Brazil, but I had forgotten how... Fucking great it is, mm-hmm. man. I love that. Movie. It's a
1: watch that really is ticking. Yeah. Know, on all, it's it's just really. It's, it's Terry
2: Gilliam like, with all of his toys, mm-hmm. and. God, uh, I'm so excited for this new Little macho movie. Oh, I am too, man. I'm
1: I'm excited. I, Even I, things I, like Parnassus, which was well, crickety, mm-hmm. um, was still great. Yeah. And the other thing that I
2: did not see the Zero Theorem.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. It's very much Light. cut from the same cloth of Brazil. Brazil, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Brazil, I, I, you know, I, I look at it and I'm just like, there are so many tiny, tiny details. Like mm-hmm. you can tell this was a man obsessed with getting this story out and 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 in control of every aspect of it, T- down to like the tiniest little things, like a, the camera, uh, the lady who's yelling at him because he's dropping his papers. And there's like this, it's there for like a half second, but you notice that the the pug has tape across its asshole, to, you know, to keep it from shitting on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And the whole movie is peppered with stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, it's just... what you see now, so much in Luc Besson. Oh yeah, that Valerian thing. Yeah, there's so much to look at. It's yeah. like, what the fuck. Yeah. Um, and that kind of. And you know, comes Brazil. In
2: Brazil. Uh, you know that the studio wanted to. Take control of it, and they didn't. They didn't like it, mm-hmm. and um, and he was like, no. He was he took, one of the few guys that was like, fuck you, fuck you no. Know. He
1: took out a full page ad in the New York Times.
2: Yeah, and that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, and it said essentially, Warner Brothers, why why won't you release my film? Yeah, it's like, goddamn, that's gangster.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. No,
1: and I love that, and it's. I
2: think it's hurt him
1: ever since then. Sure. Look at Lost in La Mancha. Oh, man. That's a documentation about man. it. Man.
2: Well, how awesome would it be if this La Mancha movie gets made and then we get like a double. They're making it right I know, now. The double set oh, of like I Lost know. in La Mancha. And then whatever supporting documentary they make. I'm not crazy
1: in. about the casting. I mean, they have Jonathan Price's Don Quixote, and which is one of those like, uh, all right, well, you couldn't. You lost the other guy, Robert Neville, who was in Munchausen. Right. You lost that guy, but. All right, all right. Jonathan Price is—he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He was in Brazil. <laughs> Dude. someday we'll have to talk about Terry Gilliam, fucking Munchausen. There's so much stuff in Munchausen that's yeah. just fucking stunning. He
2: reminds me of Guillermo del Toro in that he is so in, in, uh, immersed in in
1: fairy tale and mm-hmm. and story. Both of them, the definition of the word off word tour. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to see a collaboration between the two of them. dude, wouldn't that be cool? That would be the shit. Yeah, that would be I would cool. be down with that. Yeah. Uh so you liked it.
2: Yeah, I I I liked it more than probably <laughs> I did the first time. I I, I and I, I was thinking about how, you know, Brazil is has a certain design aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That 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 retrofuturism, and it it had been done in in some ways before. We saw it a little bit in Alien, we saw it in Blade Runner in a completely different way, but Brazil has this certain I don't know uh, uh, design um, art design. It's me. that yeah <laughs> exactly, and 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 we start to see it in things like. um uh Jean-Pierre Junot's films. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Like City of the Lost Children. Absolutely. And Delicatessen. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is like cut from the same cloth. and mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah. Did you see Mic Max? God, I love Mic man. Max that is, is so such good. a good movie. It's so good. And it's a good movie for And no one talks
1: knows. about it. People always talk about City of Lost Children. Man, They Mick always Max. talk about, you know, Amelie. But it's uh-huh. like, fucking Mic Max. Mick is, Max great. is
2: is excellent. Yeah. And if you're a big fan of old Hollywood, mm-hmm. it's so, in addition to being what you think it would be, the quirky French film from the quirky French French director, it's also a love letter to old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that that actor is doing is, like, straight out of Chaplin, straight mm-hmm. out of... Keaton, um, and, know, Lloyd Keaton and, and, and Lloyd. and Lloyd and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's right. wonderful. And then that family, the the, the misfits that he joins, is, yeah. like, so fucking it's cool. It's wonderful. The contortionist stuff. lady in the refrigerator, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's one of those things you just... It gives you all that warm, fuzzy stuff. It just makes
2: you, yeah, it makes you happy.
1: Yeah. Did you see anything else?
2: Or was that? No. Was um, oh, with uh, I take it back. Uh, I don't know how long it's been out, but Netflix has this series called um, Abstract, the Art of Design. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy
2: shit, that thing is great. Ah, oh, Russell. Any artist, any artist of any stripe, whether you're a writer, a film director, uh, a painter, poet, I don't care what you are. You need to watch that series. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's called Abstract The Art of Design. It's so fucking good and inspirational.
1: Right on, right on. Uh me. Um two episode quote unquote series. Um, two cities, one event by Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh two hours of stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, man
2: Notable because he kind of dropped off the He dropped off the face of the yeah. earth
1: after all that stuff. And he's he's coming back now. He's,
2: mm-hmm. he's right. either
1: he's run out of money or whatever.
2: He had tried to come back a couple of times, and he didn't like when people were like he. I, I remember he walked off stage a couple of times. He really
1: hates that I'm rich James bitch stuff.
2: Right, right, right. Because
1: he he tells a story in in another special of um being at Disneyland with his kids and people walking up to him and going I'm rich bitch and he's like man my kids are here yeah you know can you just so I get it. Um this special uh two cities um the first hour he gets a little political and it and it's a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Second hour is solid. I um first hour is solid but the second hour is really solid. Uh he's one of those guys who when you hear stories of him showing up at the comedy comedy store and doing 6 hour sets mm-hmm. you think how is that possible and you just then you realize oh that doesn't stop when he comes off the stage. That guy is funny 24-7, right. and he's just doing his thing. So so that, that's how I highly recommend that. Other than that, a lot of old stuff this week. Invasion of the Bee girls uh, Samurai Vendetta. I did a non-sploitation movie called School of the Holy Beast. It's a Japanese thing. Um, Joan Rivers' piece of work. But one I wanted to bring uh, specifically is, is, I was surprised at the number of people that had, when I posted about seeing it, um, they had said they hadn't seen it. And that's Valhalla Rising, the w- Nicholas Winning Refn thing. Such a cool movie. Dude, Such a so cool good. movie. Um, it's slow and it's beautiful and it's violent and it's essentially um, Bonte's Inferno. Right. Um, but it's great. I it's do.
2: Great. I, I do find the ending unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But but at the same time, I mean. I, I, you're kind of put in their. It, it, it kind of becomes a point of view movie at that point, mm. and you're like you're in their like fucked up state, right? And so you're kind of seeing things the way that they are, and yeah. and but uh, yeah, I I recommend that movie to to anybody. And I find a lot of his movies kind of hard to watch. That mm. movie I adore.
1: I like I like his visual style. I think he has like a lot of directors has trouble with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, only God forgives, was rickety at best, but visually fucking cool. I right. love that he's announced his next film is is a collaboration with William Lustig, and they're gonna remake Maniac Cop, which sure. <laughs> Maniac Cop Maniac Cop is kind of a violent art film. It, sure. Yeah. I, I'm it. I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything? What are you working on?
2: Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, at work at
2: the day job, I'm working on um escape rooms this yeah, these escape rooms, and we're on this crazy deadline and and we're just it's it's falls to the wall now we're running boys you, you know and uh so I'll be glad when that's when that's done um i'm 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 making something I can't talk about um which is never fun but i mean that's i am um and uh that's that's basically it i have i I have no time right now it's all it's all work all the time um but it's all making cool shit so i'm not complaining
0: um
2: you know you were you know we were talking about how david chappelle disappeared for a little bit and there's a really um kind of hot podcast right now, the way Serial was a few years ago, and that's missing Richard Simmons. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And how he kind of... So I, I have I have a theory uh, that um, Richard Simmons, you know, kind of dropped off the face of the earth. David Chappelle dropped off and was th- thinking, well, if I wait long enough, memories are going to get shorter and people aren't going to remember me as that guy and that guy, mm. and I can come back and I can do my thing. I think Richard Simmons... It's like, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, a fucking um, badass. <laughs> and so I'm taking this time. I've gone into seclusion and I'm training to be, you know, fucking, John Wick 3 fucking Conan. He's and, <laughs> and he's going to no. come back and freak us all out.
1: I think he's in his 70s and he has dementia. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think there's either, nothing more nefarious than that. I think, I think that. either
2: that, or he's got some illness, or. Yeah. Well, they
1: keep trying to paint it as, as sort of a Casey Kasem thing that they're, he's being secluded by members of his family who are yeah. who are strip mining his, his finances, but. It's possible. I don't know. I, I ain't no telling. Who knows? I mean, it always brings up to me. There's
2: a. Well, it's you know he's one of those guys that like I I I didn't pay a lot of attention to because it just wasn't. It wasn't in my wheelhouse, right? Right. And now that he's kind of gone, I'm like, I'm intrigued because I didn't know that he taught this fitness class at this place until t- sometime in 2014. Since the Ford administration, after he had made millions of dollars, yeah, he, he still went down. and kept going. Yeah, I
1: think it was so, a mission for that guy. That yeah, guy.
2: And, and and then and then was like. Was sending emails to people every week that he didn't know asking them, you know, how is your divorce going? And that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I, I which to me indicates that there's something not necessarily wrong, but something different going on with that guy.
0: Than, well, I think
1: he cares because how hey, he was there, he was right. a big, big guy, and all that other yeah. stuff. But I also, when I hear stuff like that out of people that have a, a busy schedule, mm-hmm. I start thinking assistant. Mm-hmm. That's a guy who has an assistant, and sure. maybe it's under he's he's responding to these letters under God. That sounds cynical. I'm sorry, but um, maybe he's responding to these letters, but he's doing it at Richard Simmons' prompting. Right, right, right. In the same way they used to send out rubber stamps. Well, just because photos.
2: I I know how. Fucking hard it is for me to get shit done, and my life isn't near that busy. Yeah, I know.
1: You know, yeah, no one's no one's e- emailing me with their divorce. Right. No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. please don't. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, I was... Uh, <laughs> you don't want guidance. my advice. <laughs> um, uh, me, uh, String of pearls. I'm I'm slugging through it. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I am going to i i do not know if I'm gonna make my deadline, which is the end of the, this month. Admittedly,
2: um, a self-imposed deadline.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I. um... And if that's if I don't make it, then I'll just kick kick the the field or the the fence back a little bit yeah. by a week or so. Yeah, yeah. But it's coming along fine. I'm at the point like, oh, this is not good stuff, and that's natural. I I tend to do that. This is a great idea. This is going to be really hard. This really sucks, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm happy with it. You yeah. go that it's that whole thing of any creative process, right? So there's that. Starting to look at a lot of more uh fight videos and gun videos and stuff and prep for the for the uh, no flesh zombies part spirit too uh, i'm worried I'm, i want to see i'm going to watch train to busan tonight i'm worried that a lot of people in their review of the reviews i've read of train to busan people are saying i normally hate the zombie thing because everything we need to see is mm-hmm. in walking dead so now i'm trying to take that in as my marching orders and trying to figure out okay well mm-hmm. I know there's something more there, so let's figure out what that is. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> there's a lot of that not worrying about it stuff when it comes to that, all that stuff. Where you just kind of, you know, I always talk about trusting the parachute. You just got to trust it, and yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't repack your chute and then in the air wonder if you. <laughs> just got to plow ahead. All right. So find us on Facebook and and Twitter um, next week. Do we, want to, we have a guest?
2: Next week we have a guest. Um and it's uh for anybody who is of a certain age oh. um anybody who um uh, is really enjoyed and loved low budget sometimes micro budget filmmaking um genre filmmaking that that despite that went on and and, and became names for themselves uh, uh, um Anybody who's into that, anybody who's into effects work, anybody who's into um, really being in the trenches and having to pull something out of your ass by Mm -hmm. the skin of your teeth is going to want to listen to this show. And I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm going to end with this.
1: Tom, have you ever seen The Deadly Spawn? Yes, I have. I'm looking forward to this. This is like micro-budgeted stuff, and it's like creativity... When people have to rely on their creativity and not on their bank account. It's always It's always interesting. Yeah, so It's All going right. to be a good time. So, well, we'll see you next week, guys. For the uh, Bonus Material Podcast, I'm Tom Carnell.
2: I'm Langley West. Stay scary.